we're doing a sequel. We're back by popular demand. Come on, everybody, strike up the band. We're doing a sequel. That's what we do in Hollywood. And everybody knows that the sequel's never quite as good. A sequel. Another feature attraction. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 286 with our review of The Muppets Most Wanted. I'm Christopher Schneezy. I'm Carson Patrick. No, I'm Stephen Miller. <laughs> What's weird is that sounded right to me. <laughs> Anyways, uh, if you're joining us for the first time, um, that's probably not funny to you. But <laughs> Nope. And if for, you aren't joining us for the first time, there's a slim chance it'll be funny to you. <laughs> but either way, this is the Spoiler Warning Podcast. It is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. This week we have two reviews for you. We have this review of Muppets Most Wanted and also a review of the Grand Budapest Hotel. So stay tuned for that in the feeds. But uh, how you doing tonight, uh, Stephen Miller? Oh, doing not too bad. Again, another nighttime recording, which is a little unusual. And a one-on-one recording, which doesn't usually happen. Yeah, usually that. you and I agree with each other and Carson disagrees. So <laughs> I think the, the central tension of the podcast might be <laughs> might be gone now. <laughs> That's right. I mean, this this is the the theoretical episode that may or may not have taken place over text yes. if you weren't on the episode previous. <laughs> so um, so anyway, I think what we should do is each of us should input at least one opinion that we don't hold, but we think Carson would hold, and see if the <laughs> other can catch it during the review. <laughs> Uh, but then what if we get like lost in some weird meta game where like we start to believe it ourselves and then it just, it just gets totally confused. That sounds like quality entertainment to me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see any problem with that. It'll be like our first iTunes review in like years and it'll be like, man, these guys are <laughs> just crazy. No, we got a negative one like a month ago. Did you read that? Oh, did we? I did not, I did not see that. Oh, God. <laughs> the, guy, the guy clearly reviews like every single podcast he reads, so I don't... Or listens to, so I don't know how much weight to place on him. He's very okay. opinionated, and every review is either one star or five stars. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what we got. <laughs> <laughs> I can only assume. <laughs> but don't oh, man. That. Now I will have to, uh, you know, I'm trying not to run any applications on my laptop while we record, so <laughs> I'll, I'll go ahead and read that review later. Look, I've got at least, like, four friends that listen and like it, so... Okay, good. <laughs> so your poor friends bounce out the one guy. And I got feedback from a fan in Japan who said they really appreciated the puns. So yeah. <laughs> Yes! My life's work. I know. I could die happy now. Oh, that is, that is actually le- legitimately awesome. <laughs> because yes. I, I still secretly fear that it's completely groan-worthy to anybody listening. Which is fine. I love groan-worthy. <laughs> but, you know, that kind of feedback to me was most wanted and speaking yeah, yeah. of most wanted muppets <laughs> are, are, are who we're discussing tonight very good a nice transition there um yeah so i mean i think it's safe to say that uh we were incredibly huge fans of the last muppets film the like is it technically a reboot uh i don't know if it counts as a reboot um because every muppet movie kind of comes from nowhere right uh, but yeah. i do think this had a storyline that was followed into the second one so i'll call it a reboot yeah it's a new right. muppet universe now yes 
Um, but yeah, I mean, that was, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that like that entire soundtrack was like in our heads. We were um, singing it and having a good time. Yes. I, I, I think that uh, the last Muppet film is something very, very special. So um, before we even get to the review, I mean, were you looking forward to this this one? So it's funny because on paper, I felt like I should have because I knew that the first one was it just charmed the crap out of me. Like, like I... I remember going into that movie, much like the Lego movie, with very few expectations. A little bit because I love Jason Segel and yeah. love Amy Adams, so like I figured it would be pretty good. Um, it was Amy Adams, right? Not the other girl that looks like Amy Adams? <laughs> yes, I believe it was Amy Adams. <laughs> okay. It's been a little while. But but now you're making me question it. Because <laughs> there's that one who's in like Wedding Crashers and stuff who has an Amy Adams-ish vibe, but is a different girl. Yeah. Uh, anyway, anyway, so I went in expecting nothing, and what I got was very like charming and childlike, uh, kind of the perfect Jason Siegel, uh, you know, type of project to work on, where he's just a, a big lovable dude who's singing and everybody's happy, and just like the Lego Movie, where everything was awesome from this yeah. movie, I just remember thinking like, you know. I love everything. <laughs> like this world is just wonderful, and yeah, I breaking mean, you into song. Literally thought that life was a happy song. Yes, life is a happy song. Yeah. Um, and for some reason, maybe I'm just a little too cynical, but I felt like the odds that they could recreate that from scratch now that we all knew it was coming from the last one were a little low. So I came in with not very high expectations for the movie, or at least I was prepared to be disappointed yeah uh what about you well for me i mean i before that movie hit i was kind of like yeah muppets are a thing i remember and i had some fond memories of it um but i honestly remembered more watching like the muppet babies cartoon than um <laughs> straight up muppets all the time is it sad that that's the only muppet thing i think i know <laughs> <Muppets Baby. laughs> well it can't be sad to me because like, that, like i said when that's... they show the little like the doctor with the glasses uh yeah. who has that chicken all i can think of is the cartoon <laughs> muppet baby version of him yeah. <laughs> for me i i was um you know i i wasn't necessarily excited when it first came out but i was like oh this this could be cool and like that movie i freaking love the muppets like that 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 movie made me go like yeah the muppets are a thing that i love and that i should be excited about because everything about that movie was awesome. Um, and, uh, for this time around, I'm still like, I don't know. I I don't know if I, uh, would say that I was writing off the nostalgia, but going to the movie, I definitely was like, yeah, that's right. And Muppets are a thing that I love. So, um, while the trailer didn't necessarily do anything for me, as far as like this particular Muppets, um, seemed like a, a, an exciting film to get behind. It was still like another Muppets thing, and I was still sort of not not primed completely, but I was I was kind of like, yeah, Muppets are a thing that I love, and I would like more Muppets. So yeah, bring I, it I on. mean, when I was trying to convince someone to come and watch it with me, and we wound up watching Grand Budapest instead, um, but I told them because they kind of dismissed like, oh, the Muppet movie? Are you kidding? And I said, at the very least, it will be a very enjoyable time. Like, to me, yeah. that was the minimum, is it will be fun, even if it's just kind of, you know, fluffy and not quite reaching the heights of the first one. 
Yeah, yeah. I think I think that was a reasonable assumption to come by. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, do you want to get into the review then? Sure. Cool. Let's take a listen to the trailer, and then when we come back, we will let everybody know what we thought about this film. The world's greatest criminal has stolen the greatest treasures, escaped the greatest prisons, and he bears a strong resemblance to someone you know. It's not easy being mean. <laughs> it's Constantine, the world's most dangerous frog. Check this out. Ah. Oh, look, it's Kermit. Ah. Ah. Oh, what did you do with Kermit? There must be some mistake. I'm Kermit the Frog. I'm not Constantine. You're going to be here a while. Hi-ho, Kermit the Frog here. Kermit the Frog here. I am Kermit. And now you guys have all the freedom you want. What? When do I do the indoor running of the bulls? I can't watch. Dominic, international tour manager. Dominic. Bad guy? Bad G. It's French. Oh. My name will go down in history as greatest thief of all time. You mean our names, right? Of course. My name first, then spacebar, 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 your name. Hit it, boys. This spring. Do you guys think that Kermit's been acting a little weird lately? Uh, yeah. That's ridiculous. He's never been more caring or devoted to me. Yeah, that's what we're saying. Ricky Gervais, Ty Burrell, and Tina Fey. This is my cow. It is illegal now for its massive size. <laughs> Plus, so many Hollywood stars, it'll leave you wanting more. Yeah, no more. <laughs> waka waka. There's only one guy in this world who can save us. Only one frog who can restore order. Let's get out of here. Bring justice and set things right. You are talking about Kermit, right? <laughs> CIA, Interpol. This is my travel badge. Here's my real badge. You must have been looking at the wrong badge. You were saying? Muppet, most wanted. Sigma! I am not Constantine. Lights off! Turn them back on. I can't see anything. You'll have to wait till I'm like out of the hallway. Everybody's feeling alright. All right, so you just listened to the trailer for Muppets Most Wanted or The Muppets Most Wanted. Uh, either way, I don't. Is, is there a the in front of the movie? Uh, I think it's just Muppets Most Wanted. Okay, well, that was the trailer for Muppets Most Wanted. Um, in this film, it is the story of uh, you know, the gang of Muppets, but there is this bad guy named Constantine who basically looks identical to Kermit the Frog, but he has this mole on his face, and uh, he comes up with this master plan to you know, swap places with Kermit and, uh, you know, try to go on this uh, burgling spree. And uh, a bunch of hijinks ensue because of the swapping of these two characters. And uh, it's another Muppet caper. So, Stephen, what did you think of this film? Uh, Yeah, so before I tell you what I think of the film, now I might as well share my story of (laughs) of what happened after the film. Which So I watched the, like, the 10:30 showing of it last night uh, in downtown San Francisco, where there were only like three of us in the theater: me, <laughs> one old guy far off to the left, and then one uh, probably like 40-year-old man in the back of the theater by himself. <laughs> um, <laughs> and when I was leaving the theater, um, this guy walked up next to me, 
and he was just like, dude, that Constantine, huh? He was, he was pretty bad. Isn't it weird that Kermit's friends couldn't tell it wasn't him? I mean, like, <laughs> I, I was tripping. <laughs> and we had this, like, five-minute conversation I couldn't get away from, where he was just, like, misunderstanding the jokes of the movie. <laughs> Anyway, it was pretty great. <laughs> oh, that that is it, it's I don't know if it's more awesome or more sad, but <laughs> it's he pretty like, spectacular. That that number 2, huh? He's not going to be number 1, right? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. he was like serious, not joking. I, I think he was serious. He had a like the look about him was I am completely earnest. I took <laughs> this movie seriously. Now I'm ranting to you about how like how dumb some of the characters acted. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty awesome. And I don't know it, it. It seemed like a Tracy Morgan sketch, but it was actually a real guy. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been Tracy Morgan's number one fan. You never know. Yeah, maybe it was. Uh, but anyway, well, what did I think of this movie? Um, so, like I mentioned before, I went in with like somewhat grounded expectations, but pretty positive like no matter what happened i knew it would be fun right there would be singing there would be yeah. funny jokes it would probably be self-referential um tina fey and ty burrell i like quite a bit like ricky gervais i'm not the biggest fan of but he he can also be funny um and i don't know to me it was it, it was like okay i i mean i watched it and i had a lot that i enjoyed like i laughed a good amount of times yeah uh, there was a lot that i saw like, this song is funny, or that joke was very funny, or, hi, look, they just referenced something they did before, you know, they're being very self-deprecating. And, and on paper, and even in my brain, I felt like it should have been a more fun time for me than it actually was. Yeah. Um, like, there were a lot of jokes, I mean, I won't spoil it, but there's a lot of cameos that show up, uh, like... A few of them, they even name them as the actor. They're not even pretending that they're playing a character. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, like, there, there were some really genuine laughs, but for the most part, it felt like it felt like a bunch of clever writers put together a movie that was a collection of all the things that people loved about the first movie, but there was some missing ingredient, like maybe the nostalgia factor or maybe the, the freshness <laughs> nostalgia. of it. Maybe some heart. <laughs> yes, yeah, heart. So that's that's another good example. There's something that just it it was fun all the way through, but I didn't I didn't care about it very much. Like I didn't I, I didn't really get involved in the plot at all. I was just kind of waiting for what is the next joke they're gonna tell, and, and some of them were funny. Like like I thought Ty Burrell uh, was actually a pretty funny character. The European. Uh, uh interpol worker yeah. who like every time they're about to catch a criminal then it's like oh time for my eight week vacation <laughs> or, or yeah, yeah. you know like there were a lot of jokes like that like quite a few that if it were in the context of like a family guy or an episode of 30 rock or something it would get a pretty solid laugh out of me but yeah somehow here in the environment where there was not much to love about it and not a whole lot of heart to the storyline it just kind of felt like a, I don't know, like a, a bunch of cheap laughs without anything tying them together. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I, I mean, it was, it, it was kind of disappointing because I can't, 
I can't really fault anyone for this movie. I mean, maybe maybe the writers could have had a bit more substance to it. Like, I don't know, did did Jason Segel, was he involved in this at all? Uh, I don't know for sure. Mm. Uh, like, maybe they could have done some things better, but on a whole, I mean, I thought... I thought the jokes were good, the music was plenty good, like, the acting was fine. Uh, the plot was, you know, nothing groundbreaking, but I don't think the first one had a hugely groundbreaking plot either. Uh, but yeah, it, it was just missing the thing that would bring a smile to my face. Like, like the same kind of rapid-fire humor that made me love the Lego movie, somehow here just felt like, like humor for no reason. Yeah, yeah. Well, I um, am going to be a little harsher than, than you, I think, mm-hmm. on this film. Um, li- like you, I, I wasn't expecting a lot, but I was semi-excited for the possibilities of really enjoying it. Um, so it's not that I had a high expectation, but I was willing to love this film. Uh, you know, the, the trailer itself didn't necessarily leave me super excited um, thinking it was going to be that great. Uh, for me, like, the funniest thing was Constantine trying to pretend that he's Kermit. Like, him <laughs> yeah, the first good. time trying, like, Kermit the Frog here, um, <laughs> trying to do the voice. Like, if it was just an hour and a half of him being horrible at Kermit's voice, that theoretically could have worked for me like that that would have just been hilarious um but i think for me what it really comes down to is um I, you know like I, I was telling some people i work with that, that asked me about it and and like my kind of quote that i came up with is that the last muppets film um reminded me why i love the muppets and made me ashamed that i forgot about the muppets and this film reminded me that I never really liked the Muppets that much <laughs> and that I shouldn't be ashamed that I forgot about them. Um, and that's that's just to say that, like, the the first film is, like, this... this it's, it's, it's a story about belonging and about being accepted and about nostalgia. It's, it's, it's literally a movie about, like, why haven't we had a Muppet movie every year for the last however many years it had been since the previous one. Mm-hmm. And it was all, it, it's not just like, we're getting the gang back together. It's, it's like we are, and where have these guys been, and how yeah, have and I like, lived? Look at, the, look at the world that we've built now that is maybe too cool or too cynical to enjoy something like this. Yeah, it, it, it was like all the people that love the Muppets are all grown up and they forget that they need what the Muppets were as a thing. And it's like watching that movie made me have more nostalgia than I ever did. It, it was it was kind of like a show that you like watch for a long time and then just fall off the beaten path and never pay attention to it again. And then you watch like some like 10 years later retrospective episode and like you kind of like remember how much that show impacted you when you watched it but maybe you haven't thought it it was like that it was literally that sort of thing yeah (laughs) um and it it was just it was something special and while like you know i always confuse plot versus story but like the yes the whole thing of like you know the one guy wants to tear down the building and they have to you know make their show good again so they can raise enough money to have it not be torn down like that is a you know done before plot it's it's not necessarily anything that's too spectacular but like the context of who these characters were and even like the new guy that they you know the new muppet that they added um it just told an amazing story with 
so much heart and it was really just like a a film that warmed me sitting through it um mm-hmm. and this time through everything that made that special is completely gone there is there is a little bit of a well i mean th- there's this through line in this film that like the way we felt about the muppets in general in this film are sort of what all of the muppets are supposed to feel about kermit mm-hmm. um and it, it's weird to reduce this grand scale of mem- remembering the Muppets into this just remembering how special Kermit is. Um, I, I don't know. Some, something about it just bugged me. And, well, and it just didn't... I, I feel like it didn't follow through with that premise even. I mean, that it, it felt much more like a children's movie where they presented a conflict. Like, look, people... I don't think it's spoiling it to say that, you know, Constantine gets mistaken for Kermit and he passes for a while. <laughs> like, I, I'm pretty sure the trailers make that obvious. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. it's pretty clear. And, and while you're watching that, it, it, it it's like a plot that they stretched out. Like, like they, they laid it out there so a little kid could maybe understand, like, oh, this is a central conflict that's going to be resolved. But they don't. You, they don't make you sit with it at all. I, I mean, I certainly didn't feel, I didn't feel like anyone acted like badly or betrayed, or that Kermit should have felt notably sad for a long time. I, I mean, they they really didn't do anything with that. Yeah. Well, what I, what I think would have been great is, I mean, the whole joke is that nobody realizes that Kermit has been replaced. What they could have done is is keeping the heaviness of the last film. Um, and when I say heaviness, I don't necessarily mean the negativity, but like just like there's a lot of heavy emotion and feeling in the first film mm. um, or the last film. And and I think in this one, what they could have done is uh, Kermit is replaced by Constantine. And while everybody is still confused by like like everybody believes that it's Kermit, but everybody starts to feel that Kermit is this bad guy. Like if. if like Kermit's image could have been tarnished by Constantine taking him over and everybody else maybe um, started to not like him. And it was the, like, if there was some conflict like that, it would have maybe had more of an impact um, than being this new Constantine or this new Kermit that everybody loves. Cause he's super awesome. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, it just didn't jive with like, there was, there was no conflict because, theoretically he was like yeah let's just do our show and you know you can do whatever you want and like it was almost like previous kermit people were starting to not like (laughs) but constantine kermit was like super great and awesome and and, and i mean there were hints there were hints of a point to me like like they were trying to have him repeat like i'll give you whatever you want you can do whatever you want and it, it felt like they were trying to squeeze a message in there about i don't know about excess or about being a crowd pleaser but they they really didn't do anything with that. <laughs> like I think I'm stretching the premise even to try to. Uh, <laughs> I think so. Try to take it, but they repeated it so many times, like in different contexts, that I thought, I thought they were trying to do that. But uh, and and part of it too, I think, is the whole. So the whole idea of the first movie is the Muppets are coming back in a world that isn't quite as innocent as it was in their heyday. Yeah. Um, and it's them acknowledging that hey, maybe people don't like us. And then realizing, look, we should give it a shot anyway. Like, maybe if we build it, they will come. Yeah. Um, and in this one, they take a lot of pot shots at themselves for the fact that 
a lot of these people are awful, like Miss Piggy's singing is awful, and Gonzo is going to do terrible things, and Animal will do a drum <laughs> solo forever. Um, and there's no there's no upswing to that, right? It, it's like self-deprecation, and then that's just the end, you know? Like, like they're not that likable. Audiences are falling asleep. Ha, yeah. ha, ha, it's a mad caper. And whatever sort of, like, redeeming factor that was supposed to make us think, like, oh, we really need these people... Not people, Muppets. <laughs> it, it was just completely absent from this movie. Yeah. So it felt like what you were left with was the sort of entertainment that the Muppets would make rather than a meta statement about Muppets and the world around them. Um, I, I don't know. Like It felt like just a very straightforward plot-driven movie where they're getting some wacky caper and like, if there was meant to be any heart or big picture idea behind it, then the writer certainly didn't show it in any way. Yeah, well, it, it's almost like in the second film, they kind of, like the, the idea of the first one is like the Muppets are this thing, like they could have never um, got them, like if they wouldn't have gotten all the Muppets back together, they could have never achieved their goal in the first film. Like that's kind of the message is like, we, like if any one person were to, to not come back with us, we wouldn't be able to do it because the Muppets is this this group of people, this this cohesive unit, and togetherness is what is important. And this film is sort of like, well, without Kermit the Frog, the Muppets would be nothing. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? It's like, why is that the message of this film? Yeah, it, it, it's true. I mean, <laughs> so my my only response is that I thought there was no message to the film. <laughs> not, <laughs> not that that was the message. Um. yeah and I, I think that's what I didn't like and it almost made me before talking to you I couldn't quite remember what about the first movie had struck a chord with me Um, and hearing you bring it up again reminds me of what made the first movie so special of the idea of this time of innocence that might be lost and them trying to bring it back and yeah. needing to be a team to do it Um, which I keep comparing it, but there's a lot of things like the Lego movie in that, right? Like the yeah. the benefit of just good, innocent, imaginative fun without all of the all of the bells and whistles. Um and yeah, I mean this th this movie felt like a person read the script for the first movie and laughed at all of the jokes and then decided like I'm going to make a funny movie that hits more jokes than the first movie did. <laughs> and, like, that's what they were aiming for. Because most every character is a joke in this movie, right? I mean... Yeah. Certainly Ricky Gervais and Constantine are... <laughs> I know I called Constantine a character, but I don't know who the voice is. Matt Vogel. Anyway. Uh, so <laughs> they, they're pretty one-note villains, you know. Ricky Gervais, I don't even know what... I, he, he was very one note I guess he was just this guy that's kind of kind of douchey and a little bit uh, he, he's crafty but he's overshadowed by this Constantine character yeah um, like his character only even works because of his name and the one scene where he introduces himself and everybody's like Dominic bad guy yes. he's like it's badgy like, like outside of that his character doesn't need to exist yeah and I I guess I don't really remember the uh, 
the oil tycoon character too well in the last movie whether he was more fleshed out or not but something about his comic book level of evilness like definitely made me laugh more than ricky gervais just being the sort of guy that he usually is (laughs) yeah 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 kind of a jerk people pleaser sometimes but underhanded all the time um and like Tina Fey also, I, I mean, every scene that took place in this, uh, in the gulags when they were, when Kermit was away in prison, I felt like it was supposed to be very entertaining in kind of the way that like, like the ending of the producers is entertaining or the end of Seinfeld. I guess there've been a lot of things that have ended with a musical in a prison <laughs> um, <laughs> now, now that I think about it, but it's, I, it's I, apparently a good way to go. <laughs> It's like all of this, I think, was supposed to be funny, the sort of like levity that they took it with, but they just didn't flesh it out enough. I mean, like I love 30 Rock. I love Tina Fey in general, but her character did pretty much nothing for me in this movie. Yeah. Um, Even some subplot about like her feelings toward certain creatures. (laughs) Amphibious characters. (laughs) Certain characters. (laughs) <laughs> which may or may not be people <laughs> um yeah I, I don't know i mean i could go on but pretty much anyone in this movie is there for a joke and then they leave yeah uh, and whereas in the previous movie there were characters like walter who kind of embody the heart and the spirit that you're supposed to look to and resonate with as this sort of um like a sort of childlike lens to take the movie through yeah here i didn't even remember who walter was until like three quarters of the way through the movie (laughs) where he starts talking (laughs) yeah when he started talking and then someone made a comment about how like you know you're a new character and we could have devoted time to other characters (laughs) and then i was like oh yeah he is the new character i i didn't even remember because they just didn't i don't know I like I I don't want to trash it too much because I did I actually laughed an okay amount through this movie, but in between the laughs I didn't want to be watching it. <laughs> yeah, well I I I wonder if it would have played a little bit differently if we were both in super packed houses, mm. um, because I I saw this in a pretty empty theater, um, like my my uh, showing of Grand Budapest Hotel was like completely packed and my Muppet showing was like 12 people <laughs> what kind of world do we live in where wes anderson can, <laughs> can get more people than well I, mean, I saw i saw a grand food Best hotel on like a, like a weird time slot that i like was early enough that like i didn't expect a lot of people to be there um and it was like it was like seriously packed like all the way and then it was just weird that like i saw like right in the middle of prime time where like lots of children and adults alike should have been there to see muppets and it was like no one but, but either way, I, I I just mean, like, I wonder if, like, we were, if, if we could have walked out of the last Muppet film and sat back down in the theater next to it with the exact same crowd that were all buying that high nostalgia of, of the previous film, if they could, like, enjoy it on a level that we didn't this time because it's been a long time again mm-hmm. and we were not able to vibe off of other people. Um, I don't know. Would, do you... Yeah, I mean, no, I had the same thought because 
clearly 10.30 in an inner city theater with two other people in the audience, it, like, isn't the right time to watch a movie like this. Especially one guy who's working too hard on trying to understand why nobody recognizes Constantine. Yeah, I mean, one, one guy is just baffled by the movie. He's like, um, I mean, that accent. So there was nothing. I think there was there was one solid laugh from the old guy on the other side of the theater when uh, they mentioned Danny Trejo by name. <laughs> <laughs> and that... Sorry if that's a spoiler, but you won't know it's coming until it happens, so I think, I think it'll be okay. <laughs> um, but other than that, yeah, I mean, the energy was completely zero in this movie, uh, in the audience. And I think if I had been with kids that were having a fun time, I, like, I think that's the metric, is if, if there was actually some group who was just enthralled by all the things going on, I think I would have forgiven a lot more the lack of heart and I would have seen this as like a fun kids movie, which had some clever jokes and self-referential humor for the adults. Um, yeah. And in that sense, I probably would have given it a much more positive rating. Like I would have thought of this as, look, not only was it fun, it was a Muppet movie, kids love it, but it also had like some pretty clever in humor for the rest of us. Yeah. But in the absence of anyone being entertained by it then it was just like oh they're they're making like a movie that's probably targeting i don't know who are they targeting are they targeting adults or are they targeting children i i have to assume it was the children because almost only the like the only things i found funny in this movie were things that i don't think a kid would get like humor related to you know, Europeans being lazy or like <laughs> thro throwing out. <laughs> We're not going to talk about Greece this time. <laughs> or throwing exactly. out, throwing out like particular actors' names or being very self deprecating about previous movies they made and previous decisions they made. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know what, what funny stuff would be left for the kids. Yeah, I mean, like for for me, like the funniest jokes is that, as I said, was Constantine like trying to do Kermit's voice. Uh, there's a scene where um, where Ricky Gervais hands Kermit a map and says, "Oh, if I were you, I'd take like a long walk in the fog alone." Like like mm -hmm. weird things that like aren't inherently funny. It's just like the idea that he's trying to set him up. So I'll just tell him exactly to do something that would normally sound suspicious, but Kermit would just be like, "Oh, that sounds like a good idea." Uh, <laughs> Like, little things like that where, like, they're not technically a joke. They're just, mm -hmm. like, a visual or um, situational gag that I'm like, that that's funny. Yeah, uh, and but... I think... So, I think this movie was filled, like, filled with situational gags like that. If, if a gag is meant to be them winking at the audience and not taking themselves seriously. Yeah. I just don't... Like you, I don't think that's enough to make a good movie. Like, that has to be the icing on the cake. <laughs> there has to be cake somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> this this yeah. didn't have cake. All right. Well, uh, I don't know. Do you have any last comments about it? Um, I will say I could have been completely happy without any of the m musical celebrities of whom there were at least four that I can think of showing up uh, i thought there were cameos that were meant only to be funny in that oh my god i can't believe they got this guy 
and I could not have cared less about those. Yeah, there, there's a pretty groan-worthy one where somebody is looking for a seat in an auditorium. Yeah, we, we won't say anymore, but it, <laughs> yeah, we won't, I think it ushered I... the movie into a new level of groan-worthiness. <laughs> yes, it did. I was just kind of like, oh, God, they made that joke. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, actually, lastly, I want to... You, you mentioned that you thought the music was decent enough in this one. I thought it was like a huge step back from the first film. Uh, from the opening number, I thought it lacked the energy and creativity that the, the soundtrack of the first one did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what it was uh, because I think you're the second person that didn't that I heard not complain about the music in it. And I don't, it, I don't know if it was just the lack of energy of the film that was taking me out of the music, but it, it kind of just, there wasn't a single song that really made me feel like vibed. Like, I, I think the energy was just down. Like the, 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 the tempo of the songs was a little bit lower and there, there, it was missing that kind of joy, funny cleverness to it. There, I think no, any, I, I completely agree. When I, when I say the music is good, I don't, I don't mean I want to listen to the soundtrack. Uh, <laughs> okay. I yeah. I, I really just meant like the music was fine. It, it didn't yeah, bother yeah. me at all, and you know I enjoy the fact that they break out into song. Like I still think that's a fun thing about the Muppets, even if here they didn't they didn't do it to very good effect. Yeah, like, but I, I, I mean, think there the... was nothing at all to the level of like some of the hits in the last movie. But I couldn't even tell you one song from this movie. I don't think. Yeah, like I I want to say that the first song that really I thought was started off all right and then slowly went downhill was um it, it was during the interrogation scene um yeah. where you know Interpol and CIA are kind of going back and forth on like did he do it who did did it didn't they yeah. do it um, did he did it yeah like th- like that that started off why didn't off they as... get Diddy there oh well, anyway go on. <laughs> anyways it it started off as like a clever kind of kind of back and forth like two people singing against each other kind of like it it, it, for the first time it felt like it was a clever song not like a lazy this is the muppets song we're doing muppet stuff um i don't know Mm -hmm. no i i remember thinking that was pretty fun that song but but again it didn't go anywhere and nowhere really went anywhere i mean tina the start of the gulag song too made me chuckle a little bit kind of the very idea that people were singing (laughs) made me laugh but (laughs) you know it quickly fell flat kind of like most of the gags here that the fact that they existed i could acknowledge that they were funny but that didn't mean i was actually having a fun time yeah yeah i think that's that's a good way to put it (laughs) (laughs) I, i can acknowledge that someone could find it funny and i wouldn't I wouldn't have any objective grounds to critique them because really objectively, like the thing this movie is missing is the heart and the nostalgia aspect. Yeah. And it's hard for me to say what, what combination of things gives it that quality. Like what is it that made the first movie when Jason Siegel is breaking out into song, such a joy, like from the very beginning where this movie, Tina Fey breaking out into song is just, like yeah okay come on we can we can sit through this (laughs) like i I don't know what it is the like the little delta that had to be added to make this be a fun experience 
I think Jason Siegel in 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 the last one was he's he's like an adult who is still a child and he has this love of the Muppets and it's like he the character is that he is sort of being transformed into a child. Tina Fey's character is just a character. There's no real human being behind that performance. It's mm-hmm. just this character that runs the prison it's just if she does and if she does go through an arc it's in the final two seconds of the movie and you don't get to see the curve at all yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) it's just a joke kind of not a character yeah all right well uh should we just get into our verdicts then yeah i think that would be best all right well uh steven if you were going to place this film on the scale of must see reckon with the caveat wait for rental pass with the caveat or must avoid where would you place it uh i've been teetering between pass with a caveat and wait for rental um the reason being i can't perfectly define what what i didn't like about this movie i, I can use words like heart or nostalgia or the overall quality but if if you watched the first Muppets movie and enjoyed it mostly for the humor and the gags and the kind of liveliness of it, I think this movie would at least be a nice rental, Like especially if you're with a kid who enjoys this kind of thing. Um, I think it's certainly no worse than 90% of the kids' movies that come out. Um, <laughs> right? I, I mean, it, it had a good cast. It had funny jokes. You wouldn't... I don't think you'd be completely bored as a parent watching this movie. But it would be mostly for your kid. Yeah. But if you're looking for something that will actually feel meaningful or heartfelt to you or make you kind of miss something, this movie will not do that. I, it'll make you miss the first movie, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, the yeah. only. That's the only nostalgia it will evoke is like, man, I remember when it was so good just a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, you can either write both. Uh, I think pass pass with a caveat is probably the best one. Caveat being, if you have a kid, they might like it. Yeah, I I think that is probably the most appropriate. Like, I I want to say just avoid it, but I I don't like must avoid sounds really harsh, and I don't think yeah, it deserves the harshness of that. Yeah, I don't think it did. It didn't do a whole lot very wrong. Like I've seen so many bad movies and this was not this was not a movie that I want to make fun of, really. It's just a movie that didn't live up to the potential it could have. Yeah, like I, I think I think it's a genuine it's like one of those like how was how was the new Muppets movie? <sighs> like just kind of like a, an exhale of disappointment and it's like I I think the best way to put it is like I have no reason to recommend this at all. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to like I don't want to be negative on it. I just have like it's it's hard for me to recommend it because yeah, it's, but it's it's not easy being mean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not easy being mean. Um, so yeah, I'm just gonna give it a pass with a caveat. As you said, children, I'm assuming will love it. My showing didn't really have that many children in it, but one kid was laughing a lot, so. <laughs> Mine had one person with the mentality of a child. Who, who didn't but even he was to too confused. It. Yeah, he didn't get it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think there's there's enough things to keep children interested. Uh, adults, you might be able to get some laughs at, out of some things. 
I got, I did get a few laughs. I mean, I'm not, I actually did laugh out loud a couple times. Granted, it was like a relieving, like, oh, yes, a joke. Ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> but I did laugh. Like, I actually found the whole conceit of Ty Burrell's character to be pretty funny. Like, like the badge off between him and the other guy and the Europeanness and all like the jokes about that. Uh, that actually did make me laugh. I like. I thought I, that was clever. I, I think it. I think even that would have been funnier if it wasn't the the. Is that supposed to be an eagle? What kind of bird was that supposed to be? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> well, e- either way, like. Yeah, if, another person could have done that joke just fine. I think. <laughs> I just think that like if if it wasn't also a muppet, it would have been. <laughs> I don't know. What are you? Are you muppetist? <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm not. Yeah, I'm, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just wish it wasn't a bird, you know. <laughs> <laughs> if it was one of those human-looking muppets, then I would have been okay. <laughs> if it was a bird-like person, like <laughs> I cannot think of an actor off the top of my head that looks like a bird. I, yeah, I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> Anyways, I think I think I think this review is done officially. Yep. Um, I think it's done. So Stephen Miller, if people want to find you, where can they do that? They probably don't. <laughs> <laughs> but if they do, you can go to twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com, Facebook.com slash sdavidmiller. Cool okay. people can Uh, people can find me over at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilerWarning.com where you can get all the back episodes of the show. You can follow us on Twitter at Twitter.com slash SpoilerWarning to figure out when these episodes go live. Or like us at Facebook at Facebook.com slash TheSpoilerWarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at TheSpoilerWarning.com. Except for, you know, that one guy that gave us the terrible review on iTunes. Cause no, I, I want to hear from him. Come on, tell us. <laughs> well, I mean, I'd have to set up a separate email because clearly he's not a fan. Why are we like the dumb guys you sit behind in the movie theater? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you want to call and leave us a voicemail, uh, you can do that by uh, sending that too. <laughs> by calling seven six zero five seven five four TSW at seven six zero five seven five four eight seven nine. Music for this episode will come from the lackluster soundtrack to <laughs> Muppets Most Wanted. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I mean... Life is a bland song. (laughs) Life Uh, is phoning it in. Yeah, life's a bland song when there's no one by your side to sing along. (laughs) Life's a bland song when there's no heart and no reason to move along. (laughs) Um, but yeah, thank you for joining me, Steven. Yeah, thanks for having me. And, uh, yeah, we, we are about to go record an episode uh, where we're reviewing the Grand Budapest Hotel. So, um, be excited for that in the feeds if, <laughs> if you look. If you listen chronologically. Yeah, otherwise, <laughs> don't be excited, whatever. No. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, thank you guys for listening, and we will see you in the next review. Bye. Bye. No more questions. No, they didn't. There's no way they did the crime. They're too stupid. They're not criminal mastermind. We do not know who did it, but we know who didn't do it. So, so we know who didn't do it. Yes, we know who didn't do it. They're incapable of being culpable.